Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast with your hosts, David and Seth. Nice. I'm going to pop open this fresh Dr. P. Yeah, it's our yearly wrap up. Where we're going to talk about all the stuff we played this year. Every single game. What we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, and I <laughs> I actually have a list. So today, in preparation for this, I went back to and listened to the beginning of every episode of the year. Really? To and, like, remind myself played? of what I played. I didn't do it for you. I wasn't going to write down what you played. <laughs> but I did write down everything that I played. Um... And I did, it, it was, I learned some things. Um, <laughs> did yeah. you learn a lot about Mega Man? Because uh, <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did learn, well, I already knew that stuff about Mega Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not, I did not venture to listen to myself explain it back to me. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of Mega Man talk. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. I mean, as someone who had to sit here and listen, uh, I was entertained because I did not know. Um, I hope that uh, you, the listener, uh, enjoyed it as much as I did. It's weird going back, though, because... And seeing and listening to the way I talked about some of the stuff, which, in hindsight, my opinions have kind of changed on. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that a little I, bit. Um, I also... My opinions have changed on some things also. So yeah. So I'm excited to... So that's, that was cool. And it, it was also cool to like hear the way the show kind of evolved. Oh um, yeah, especially especially like audio quality wise. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's gotten <laughs> it's gotten so much better between the mics and um, the way that I edit now, and I've gotten better at editing, and um, it's definitely gotten a lot better. I would think. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's also good to go back and listen to those old ones to make you feel like you've grown a little bit. Like, if you want to go back and listen, I say um a lot less now because I made yeah. myself listen. Yeah, you can, to me you can say hear, it. you can hear the way, the, the kind of visual, cru- the not visual, you can't, you can't the vocal hear our crutches. visual crutches. This, yeah. I, I do have visual crutches right now. All of my bones are broken. <laughs> um, but you will, ne- you would never know that. Right. Because I don't say it very often. So we're we're not going to go into the usual uh, rigmarole that we do. We're going to wrap up the year, talk about stuff we played, stuff we're looking forward to that's coming out next year that we know about. And we also, uh, just a quick forewarning, we are not having an episode next week. We're doing a small Christmas break, but we will be there yeah. for you January 2nd slash 3rd in your ears so stop being so needy we can yeah. take a week off <laughs> yeah so next it's christmas week, next week we're gonna enjoy christmas and whatever games we might get or you know whatever we get i'm gonna get a couple of things i'm excited about oh, yeah? i'm pretty sure cool so i don't know any video game gifts that i will be receiving uh like just because uh, i usually buy my own games yeah I I found that I I'm a hard person to shop for because I will buy like the video games and board games that I want. Yeah, and so always around November I kind of stop yeah. because I've got <laughs> yeah, to you have to you have to kind of I have to give restrict people yourself options. from buying things. So I I really want to get into the like so some of these 
we have a hit list of some of the stuff we want to talk about. Right. And we can start with the beginning of the year. Yeah, so I I think it would be good to do at least some kind of chron- chronology. Uh, but before we start at the beginning of this year, I actually, driving over here, I listened to the end of our... Um, last year's year in, in, in review really yeah i listened to our game games of the year um and then i but i was really most interested in like the um the stuff we said that we were the games we were most anticipating and our what you called uh what did you, they were they were predictions but you called them pot shots for the next year <laughs> pot, that's also last year was the year i labeled titanfall 2 as my game of the year which it did not come out yeah. last year <laughs> so, so yeah, i remember that that was dumb yeah <laughs> i think you you came around and, and had a breath of the wild as your game of the year yeah and i had and mine was mario odyssey um there was much uh, contention about that uh, so yeah, that was it was interesting because um, back then we we had two other hosts and um, combined the two of them they had uh, Chris and Andrea and in, in their game and their most anticipated they had Spider Man and they had God of War and um, a way out and Detroit and Monster Hunter uh, and a bunch of games which when they really when which came, turned out to be like actual games that are worth anticipating. Yeah. Um, you, on the other <laughs> I'm hand, excited you had this. Spider-Man, of course. Yeah, because um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. You, you had you said I I predict this is going to come out next year, um, but it was Death Stranding. No. <laughs> I, like that was the first thing. It was hilarious to me that we were even considering the idea. That it was going to come out this past year. He said it was going. To. I know, but I listen. Well, we didn't I take a man on his word. There was nothing definite, but <laughs> it's just funny how like a couple. It had to have been like a couple months into the year when we realized this is nowhere near coming out. Yeah, uh, and, and that was especially when we got that big E three presentation of yeah. them just walking. So. Oh boy! And so your other most anticipated, I. I laughed out loud when I heard this. <laughs> oh no, I'm excited. Microsoft is going to announce and release Halo 6. Oh and no. I, and I, I, I had no recollection of this. It I don't remember hilarious. doing that either. Uh, it was so good. And, and maybe I thought about it even more because before we, we were recording, there was some some new news about the, about the game, um, which we now know as Halo Infinite, and which may not even be a Halo, a, a proper Halo 6. Yeah, it's, you know, we, they, there's actually some news that came out today, nothing, nothing storyline wise, but because as we found out today uh, via Reddit thread, but it was on a mixer stream also that they're still working on the engine, but it's, it's probably going to be a 2020 title. So (laughs) it's, uh, I was way off. A game that you thought was coming out this year. Yeah. Which was, did not even exist at the time. Um, and I really thought it was going to be a surprise, probably. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Uh. Because every, you know, it's still kind of shocking to me. And it, maybe this will be like a, it was one of the bigger surprises to me that a new Gears is coming next year. Yeah. And they, they always switch Halo and Gears, Halo and Gears. They, they do it, you know, on and off. Because that's their 
couple of big franchises. Yeah, it's the bread and butter. And so it's it's still kind of crazy to me that there was no Halo this year, but there was like three Gears games announced. Yeah. So it's it's still kind of wild to me. But we'll we'll you know get into. I mean, that. it kind of makes sense because. Halo 5 was not super well-received, and so I guess it makes sense that they would need to go back to the drawing board, so to speak. I still think I'm maybe one of the only people to really like Halo 5. Well. Because I I really liked it. Yeah. I mean, it was difficult, not in a good way. It's, there's... (laughs) It was definitely artificially difficult. Yeah, it was artificially difficult. Uh, I remember... Um, uh, uh, a roommate I had over the summer watching him play through the story of that, and it got to the part where you had to fight the three Warden Eternals. And oh he was my just dumbfounded gosh. that it was even a thing. Playing that on Legendary, because I play Halos on Legendary the way they're supposed to be played. Yeah, that's true. Oh my word, that was stupid. Yeah. I remember when your brother got to that part. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it was. It's part it was of the bonkers. reason, like watching. I, I think the very little of the gameplay that, that I've seen has been some story, but I've seen like all the Warden Eternal fights, and watching those kind of completely dissuaded me from playing the campaign. Um, Wait, you never played the campaign? No, I didn't. Wow, uh, I didn't know that. No, I, I definitely I only, thought you did. No, I only played the multiplayer. Jeez, um, which was pretty fun, honestly. Uh, the stuff they did with it had that cool that esports mode. Yeah, that mode was cool. Um, yeah, my this my most anticipated yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm ready to or, hear this. Um, I I don't remember all of them because four of them were games that I didn't even play. Like once <laughs> they came out, I had zero interest in them. Uh, like Sea of Thieves was one. Um, God, I can't remember the other ones. I just listened to this, but and it's funny the one of the games, one of them that I did play was Nino Kuni Two, which. N- nowhere near lived up to the the hype that i had for it yeah this time last year um and one of them uh i had totally forgot that this i had thought was going to come out was kentucky route zero tv edition yeah that was uh, in a direct trailer yeah i i i'm they i don't know if they had a date on that direct i must have thought they did if they didn't um but yeah that's still that's still uh, up in the air when it's going to come out um and I, I even said that that game was going to be my game of the year this year. And it yeah. probably would have, honestly, had if it come it had out. Come out. Um, but yeah, mine were uh, mine were weird. I, man, I am really excited to play that game. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to Switch and oh, yeah. it, it has the final episode. Um, I actually, I think I told you this, but my buddy Joe at work, when I had mentioned to him, that it was coming to switch i i I kind of tell him about gaming news because he doesn't he keeps up but he's more of a bethesda guy and so he he told me i had to say that fallout 76 was probably the worst game of the year (laughs) and i told him that was unfair because i hadn't played it Uh. but there you go joe but when i told him oh yeah my buddy seth loves this kentucky route zero game and i never played it because i have a gaming pc and he like slammed his mouse down at work and he goes, you have to play that. Yeah, it's really and, good. And you two are the only people I know that have played it, but I hold both of your opinions very highly. <laughs> so I, I know that I have to give it a yeah. genuine full shot. I mean, Chris also said that 
like once it comes out on Switch that he would get it and play it. Yeah. Um, but it's just you know who knows when is when that is actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's actually it's on sale right now for like uh, <laughs> for like five bucks for for all of this stuff. Um, so if you're listening, go do go buy the game. Yeah. It, it, if you're it, it's not finished yet, but once you'll get the final episode when it comes out. Um. Our, the predictions that we had were all kind of out there. Well, not not all out there, but they were kind of hit or miss. Um, I, I actually don't think any of them happened, uh, <laughs> which shows, you know, what we know. Um, youths, <laughs> you said something, I think, multiple times about thinking that Microsoft and Sony were going to make uh, handheld versions of their consoles. Yeah, I really thought that the Switch was going to push them in that direction that that would be a a priority but it did not yeah i mean i i might have been i mean i know i'm crazy but i mean yeah it was a time it was a it was a simpler time when we we thought insane things could happen um this one was unfortunate chris predicted that we would see borderlands 3 gameplay oh my which gosh really we should have i yeah, mean i <laughs> i can't see why we haven't seen borderlands 3 gameplay yet um we should, but yeah, that that didn't come true. Um, oh. Yeah, that this this kind of disappointing when you think about it's, that. You know, that's that's up there on my my letdowns of the year. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's hard. To, that's hard to to put on a letdown list for me, just because they haven't actually said anything official about Borderlands Three. I think they have said they've like hinted that it's in development, just because. It is going to come out eventually, but they like like they've showed off the tech demos and stuff, which I guess you could theoretically make make that a a qualifier for that. But yeah, it's too bad. I I, I would really like to think that it will come out next year, um, but it's hard considering we have seen nothing of it. Yeah, and we know that it is it's going to come. So you'd think if they had something to show us, they would. Yeah, I. I feel like Chris and Andrea probably had some sort of high hopes for Friday the 13th, which is interesting because that studio has now abandoned that game. Um, well, they 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 did talk a lot about it. Um, I don't remember the stuff they they had to say. What was that? I don't know. We <laughs> There's a mysterious noise in the room. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was one other thing, but I have lost it. I, I don't remember what it was. So if you if you're curious about a year ago's opinions and what we thought was going to happen this year, go and listen to our year in review. Oh, oh. I, I remember. Uh, it was another one of yours. Um, you correctly predicted that Smash was going to come out this year. Really? Yeah. You, I mean, just under the wire, it came out in December. <laughs> but yeah, you got it right. That was was one. it even announced at that point? I don't think so. Well, we talked about, was that at the January Direct when they announced it? I think no, it wasn't announced at that um, point. Oh yeah, you're right. It, it might have been later than that. Uh, but yeah, you also said Metroid Prime was going to come out, but it didn't. No. Oh. Well, Smash. Yeah, Smash, Smash was, was a real shot good. in the dark. Yeah. But I mean, I man, so I really was, and at that time, I think I can remember, I had a strong feeling that since Mario Kart Eight Deluxe had done such a good job mm -hmm. that. If even if we didn't get a real smash, we would get a a, a updated port yeah. of the one on the Wii U, because 
at the time I figured that that's exactly what we would get because a lot of people had transitioned out of the Wii U's life cycle mm-hmm. at that time. So, and there was still DLC coming out for it. So, you know, it's it's something that I thought would happen. Yeah. So that was just a. I just wanted to to go back and 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 see how we did. And for the most part, we had no idea what we were talking about. And even the games that we wanted to play, we had no idea what we were talking about. So just take that as a uh, a grain of salt for everything that you listen to <laughs> from now on. That we're all we're we're mostly just dummies. We're we're laymen. We're not people that have the inside scoop. Uh, but we enjoy gaming and gaming culture, um, especially even when they are crybabies and you know yell at a developer until they add a Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit. Yeah, and then they and then they cried about that the boots weren't the same. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I'm gonna we we can we can avoid that a little bit because that's gosh that situation is toxic. Um, so. We can. I want to get into like some of the games we played this year, um, especially some of the ones that we played together. Yeah, because it's it's a lot more fun when you play games with your friends, and we really. I think that was a lesson that we learned this year, especially through. I mean, we we had that great moment where we did the whisper of the worm quest until yeah. like four a.m. Yeah, that was fun. And Destiny. And we played all, we played multiple games together this year, but we played all of Far Cry 5 together. Yep, that was fun. It was fun because we played it together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think there was a couple other, we played some Sea of Thieves together this year. A little bit. Uh, so. We played The Division together and you, you, Ooh, made it, yeah. you made it terrible. I hated it. I loathed that game. We played Mario Tennis together. Yeah, you beat me really badly. Yep. Man, that game. <laughs> I And of course we played Smash together. Yeah, Smash. The other we day. played Mario Party together last yeah, night. Yeah, we did. We played Picross together. <laughs> so that, okay, let's get into that a little bit. Because I thought that was a great moment last night. I never, so I didn't know that that game was multiplayer until you started up the multiplayer thing. Well, I didn't even start. I just went to go to a puzzle and there were I guess since there were two controllers connected, yeah. we were both able to play. And so I had no clue that that was a multiplayer game. And so solving Picross puzzles together as friends was mm-hmm. very satisfying. Yeah, it was difficult. Uh is the that one mode that I had never touched the clip Picross was great. Mhm. Yep, so it was fun to do. It was. And you know, that's this the whole idea behind this podcast is that you know these games are fun, but it's much better to like share experiences and and thoughts with other people, and that's why you know we wanted to come together and do this just because you know we had we had this group chat that we would talk about stuff, and we we're like, hey, we should record this. Yeah, it, and I think uh, I really enjoy looking at things critically. Mm-hmm. If you haven't realized listening to this. I, if I wasn't saying this to you on a podcast, I would be writing it into the void and hoping some of my friends read it in a chat, but it's, it's something that I really got in my veins back in the days when I worked at GameStop Mm -hmm. because helping people find the right game for them was a real rush for me. And like the customers coming back and telling me, Oh yeah, this game was perfect. You know, help me find another one like it. And so 
I'm hoping that this podcast is somewhat doing that for you, the listener. Yeah, and I thought we did we did a pretty good job, in my opinion, as you know, as outsiders without a whole lot of knowledge outside of the stuff we read, but like tackling some of that stuff, like about um about the way gaming criticism works and about um crunch culture and and video games and and some other there was some other like heavy stuff that we we went after i think to the best of our ability alongside you know the the crazy stuff like our royal rumble and uh <laughs> yeah, march madness and yeah. stuff like that i i really enjoyed the if you want to go back and listen the couple of times we went above and beyond and did like full spoiler uh episodes yeah we did a couple of those because we did that for destiny 2 two years ago we did uh we did spider-man we did god of war Mm -hmm. i knew that we would not be able to do one for red dead uh, because that game is going to take me forever to play yeah uh and i i i actually have resorted to not talking about on the podcast because i am playing it so slowly but also, I want to say, if you as a person are having a hard time dedicating time to video games, having a gaming podcast will really help you do that. Yeah. Because you you have to have something yeah. new to talk about. Yeah, and I was surprised going over the list of games, like how many um, I actually played this year. Because just sort of when I was thinking about it off off the dome, it didn't it was nowhere near the amount that I actually ended up playing. And a lot of them I just played for like an hour or two and then gave up. But there was like, there's a lot of games that I played. (laughs) That's a pretty extensive list. Yeah. And I, and most of them, most of them completed, man, there's, there's one in there that I really wish that I had to play, but we can get to that. But it's, it's just really fun. I doing this is a real joy for me. And I hope you guys uh, get that feeling also, as we, we talk about some of these games, which we've, been building up to i'm excited to talk about them though. yeah and i'm and i'm really excited for next year also i mean it, it was weird like looking at thinking about where we were this time last year with terrible um, audio yeah but just like <laughs> thinking about what was gonna what was coming out we knew of stuff and like the stuff we knew that was going to be good was you know stuff like god of war and and spider-man uh, these big games that were coming out that we knew but there was also um, like when we talked about our predictions, we talked a lot about what Nintendo was going to do because we didn't really have any any idea. Um, and we still don't. We we don't for next year, right? But it's different because next year we we know they are releasing a bunch of big titles. Um, so I guess it's it's sort of the same as with Sony, but with a different company. Um, because we don't really know a lot about what Sony. And, and in fact, we know that Sony is not. They're probably not going to do a lot because you know they're. They're not going to be at E3. Um, all, all the games that they have in development are kind of... Well, not all the games. But the big games we know about are probably 2020 and, and beyond games. And, you know, who knows with Xbox. It's... Yeah, well, no. Xbox is going to have yeah, they, their gears. They do. They have, they've got stuff coming out. They're going to have... Crackdown. Yeah, Crackdown is at the beginning of the year. Gears... I would bet they're going to announce a new Forza next year. Oh, yeah, there's always a new Forza. Um, and, and we actually are coming up at the time where 
there's a lot of heavy rumors of new console cycles. Yeah. And so we might see new console iterations at E3, Mm -hmm. which maybe we won't from Sony, of course, because Sony's not going to be there. But I I have a feeling Microsoft is going to go a weird approach where they're going to, you know, do more of a... Uh, what's the word like a uh, incremental update because of course the xbox one x is very high powered they're not even using it to the fullest extent that it can be used Mm -hmm. right now and i it's almost a next-gen console in and of itself yep so i think they're gonna do you know a slow build upon that more of like a pc type thing and who knows what sony's gonna do there's even rumors of a, I'm sure you've seen it, of a discless Xbox coming out yeah. next year. Yeah, it could that'd be crazy. I mean, that would that would change the game, literally, for, for better or worse. <laughs> well, it wouldn't change the actual games. Yeah, it would change the way you install the game. Right. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but that would... doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about some of the games we played. Yes, let's do it. Um, I want to talk about Far Cry Five. Yeah, so this has to... As, as my first... Because that's really... I mean, that came out, what, in April? It was, yeah, it was about middle of the year. And that was probably one of the first big games I sat down and forced myself to beat. Yeah, it's got to be on... It's hard to call it for me one of the worst games of the year. Um, because we had... Like, playing together, we had such a good time on it. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely... Probably one of my biggest disappointments in a game this year. Ooh, I I think it's one of the most confusing games to me. Yeah. Um, because... Listening, I actually, I went in and listened to a good deal of, of us talking about that. Um, and that's one that, it's, it's, it's strange. In hindsight, I still don't know what to think about it because we, there was so much fun to be had when we were playing it together. And at the same time, it was just... We it had, was so like dull. We had so much fun in spite of it. Right. Like it was it was like we were it's so and I want to preface that like I had fun playing it. Mm-hmm. The main character, the the main pro- antagonist was fine. He was good. Joseph Seed uh or Jared Leto, yeah. however you want to say his yeah. name. <laughs> um but the the story, the way that game made you experience its story, yeah, it was, was so bonkers. It was kind of, I don't know, it, it, like malicious. It's, like the game, like it was preventing you from playing it the way you wanted to, which is weird in a game like that, which is supposed to be uh, this kind of just jungle jungle gym for you to play on and, and right. do whatever you wanted. It's a weird, like... It's. I think it's. It's telling for me that, um, despite my confusing feelings, I know like like I know how much fun we had playing it. But when I think about Far Cry Five, um, it's like in a negative way. <laughs> um, so I think like for me, the overarching bad feelings outweigh the the good memories. the individual spots that we had playing fun. I I really want to say fun. the. The the playing, God, what was the one thing about it that really? Oh, the co op. That was the most confusing thing to me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If they fix it in the new Far Cry, I might actually be more happy right. and enjoy it. 
but never before have I played a co-op game where you lose your progress. The The only progress that's made is in the main person's game. Mm-hmm. Like if I had joined your game, we would have had none of the progress we made. Yeah, but it because was annoying. You, it's, that's so weird to me. And, and this was Ubisoft's first push at a truly multiplayer right and I, and I think the reason for that is because it's not actually built as a co-op game it's a single player game that you can do drop co-op in, in. Drop out. yeah um so we'll see the the new dawn it, it seems to have two protagonists so you would think that it's going to naturally be a, a co-op experience which would be cool um and i i hesitate to say that i'm looking forward to it because of that yeah because like as much as i didn't like far cry 5 but like the co-op stuff was fun it was fun playing it with you yeah so you know we'll right. see we will see yeah we'll see i'm i'm leaning towards not playing it at all um i want to talk about one of the first games we played this year mm-hmm. which was celeste yeah that was a uh, very early in early in the year january that I is believe. the the third game on my list that I played this oh. year. Yep. And it was the first game of this year. Because the, the first game, the first episode this year, I was playing um, Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, which I was surprised how many bad things I had to say about the game. When, like when I think about it now, I recall it being a fun game to play. Um, so it's weird. Uh, yeah, that's just weird. And then I played through the Kingdom Hearts games. Um yeah, you weeks. did a nice profile on yeah, that. Yeah, that took you... forever. Uh, but uh, I guess it, it kind of works now that the new one's coming out, um, that I'm I'm more ready for that. And, but then, yeah, Celeste came out out of nowhere. Um, and I think even at the time, I we were not aware of how good the game was. No, it's... So it was a very small trailer in a direct. Right. And I remember the music being cool, mm-hmm. and I remember the art looking fun. But I was just like, oh, this... You know, just looks like a platformer. And I was so... I mean, that's probably like one of the biggest surprises. Celeste is the biggest surprise for me this year. Mm-hmm. Because you know me when it comes to video games that kind of push back a little bit. It's I. It's not that I give up. It's that I'm like, well, this is... It's pushing back too much. I don't have time to, you know, really push, at, mm-hmm. push back against the game. And... This game, even though it pushed back with the way that it reloaded you so fast and it didn't taunt you with a lives system, yeah, it you just had to go through it and you and that's so integral to the storytelling of the game, um, that it just was such a great experience. And it, I would never recommend someone this game to play it with some of the difficulty sliders they have in it turned to easier because i feel like the difficulty really is part of the story yeah it makes it a better game honestly and you you get so much more out of it but yeah this game it's it was the biggest surprise for me for yeah sure. and and it's it celeste is a game that for us has aged well because even when we the the episodes that we talked to it talked about it we we were not as glowing about it as we are now. And I think it's one like, you know, you play more games and then you, you are able to compare those because that came out so early in the year and we, there were all these games coming. And so you got to play more and compare it to that and you're like, whoa, that game was actually really good. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's it was that was a uh, definitely 
a highlight of the the video gaming year for me was Celeste. And and it's one that I've gone back to a yeah. couple times because I just, I go back and get the the stuff that I haven't done like mm-hmm. the B sides and stuff like that. It's just that. so so fun to play. I haven't gone back and done the C sides because those are apparently like impossible. Yeah, those are uh, death traps. <laughs> so. But, I mean, good on them for making a game with uh, some of the greatest music in a video game this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a uh, pretty great game in and of itself. Yeah. Um, do you have, a, like, what came out next? I want to um, know your list. Uh, okay, so the next game I played was Neo, which was, it was a new experience for me. I had never played through any of those. <laughs> I had given games. up on that game well um, before you played it. Uh yeah, I mean it was an old game. Uh, there were a lot of these that were that were older games that I played uh, for the first time. Um, the most memorable thing for that was when I when I turned the the the, the game music off and then forgot that I had turned it off. <laughs> and it really, if you're playing those games, turn off the music. It really helps you concentrate. Yeah, um, this is going to be the part of the episode that Seth doesn't want to deal with because it's something that I have badgered him about multiple times privately but i think that my favorite game that i've played this year was hollow knight mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. here we go you and it's i learned from you actually during that game during one or two of the boss fights <laughs> to turn the music off because the 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 attack animations most of the times did not actually line up to the attacks and it was on purpose mm-hmm. to throw you off and so that game is, oh man, the, I wish I, I should have forced you to listen to the music the way you've done with me yeah. to video games because well, I don't force you to listen. To well, music. yeah, I just play just, the music while yeah. you're around. And so it's the, the music to that is so special to me. And there's so much cool things happening in that game. The sound design in that game is some of my favorite this year mm-hmm. because Part of it, inherently, if you don't use the the specific runes, is you don't know where anything is. And sometimes you don't, if you don't have the right runes or the right equipment, you don't write down the new areas of the map until you buy it from the map keeper guy. Mm -hmm. And so, like, with that, you have to, like, listen for him humming his song. And it's that's such a neat gameplay thing you know you're close to him, maybe like a room or so away, because you can hear him humming a song, hmm. and you get closer, and it gets louder. Stuff like that. Um, all of the voice, all of the... That game's made by like three people, by the way. It's insane. It would be my game of the year this year if if it came out this year, technically. Because yeah. it came out in 2017. But... Let's On be clear. PC. A lot of the games that we played were not from this year because right. we just we don't have the time to go through every big game. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And so when we get around to our games of the year, like we're gonna have like top five lists. <laughs> uh but and they, they don't they're not going to just be games that came out this year. Right. So Hollow Knight was very special to me. Yeah. And I you still need to play it. And it's it's interesting, like the the music the way it can impede the gameplay. Not impede it, but it can make it more difficult um, in games like that where you have to be very precise with what's happening. But when you, like, compare that to Celeste, where I would never recommend turning... Even on the hardest parts, I would recommend turning the music up. Yeah. Because that, like, it... That music, like, propels you forward. Um, When, like, in a game like Neo, the game... The music in that 
it's I guess it, it's meant to be oppressing and kind of restricting on you. Um, so it's 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 kind of interesting. The two, while they have similar like gameplay philosophies, where they have to they have to be very precise um, and what you're doing and and messing up is is punished every time. Where they have those, one is geared toward like propelling you forward, and the other one is more geared toward punishing you. Now, I don't want to turn this into an every time we turn around, we bash Far Cry 5. But it's very <laughs> interesting that Far Cry 5, because uh, we're speaking about music, only reserved good music for loading screens yep. and then nothing else. Yeah. So it's it was kind of weird that there was great interesting but, you know, music. We, we don't even we can't even tell. Like I don't think we could be we could truly talk about the Far Cry 5 music because the only reason we remember the loading screen music is cuz there was so much of it. Yeah. Like we were in the loading screen so often. <laughs> because we died or something stupid. Yeah. Uh, but let's <laughs> We could compare a, a lot of games, and I and we actually did going throughout the year. We compared a lot of games to Far Cry Five, just really? because yeah, it had a very large uh, effect on us because it was just it was such a negative experience. We really forced it, each it other. It radiated out. It radiated backwards into like we retroactively have compared games. I would that we I played would, in the past. I would probably say that that experience was similar to. When me and you forced each other to beat Borderlands the pre sequel. Oh yeah, but that was that, that was, was much well, more fun though. Yeah, that was fun, man. <laughs> Games are good. Yeah. Um. So the next big one for me, this is another disappointment. Was uh, I talked about it previously? Was Nino Kuni two? Um, oh man! And yeah. this one that it's great. I was very excited about it. Um, and then when I played it, it was. You know, it was it was a fine game. It was mostly disappointing, but it's that's one that actually, when I look at it now, I think it's I actually look on it worse because the most recent, uh, one of the most recent games I played is Dragon Quest Eleven, um, and while I had mostly tepid comments about it, like when I think about it in comparison, Dragon Quest is a much more like focused game, um, and like the story is is so much more like every part of the world is kind of more involved in the story one of my big criticisms of of Nino Kuni was that like there was all this it seemed like there was a this like hidden game going on in the background like uh, all this this world building that was not utilized wherein Dragon Quest all of that was utilized um I actually I finally went back and uh watched the the post game stuff and I and I kind of wish that I had actually had the patience to play through it and waited a day or so to get Smash Bros. Because w- watching that stuff, it it kind of more compl- more fully completed the the arcs of the characters in that right. game. Um, and it made me even just watching the watching that gameplay made me and appreciate the game more. Um, so that that w- that one was interesting for me. Um, around the same time frame, I want to say, because I realized I bought this game and I played it like twice and traded it in because mm-hmm. the, the trade-in value was mighty high. <laughs> but I I can't be remiss to bring up disappointments either uh, without bringing up uh, the new Kirby game, which uh, was Kirby Star Allies. Yeah. 
That was one which, of Andrea's uh, most anticipated games of this. I'm. I hope she didn't buy it. <laughs> um. Not. Not because it's. Ah, God, it wasn't bad, but it was so. The game played itself. Yeah, so that's one that actually... That is, it was offensive, It has, a, apparently, that's one, like Mario Tennis and a bunch of other Nintendo games, has improved um, as they have been given time to kind of fix it. Okay. Uh, because they've added, you know, they've added all the guest characters, and I think there's a whole second campaign that makes the game a lot better. What? Yeah. How did I never hear about this? I don't know. I was just reading that on Twitter the other day. Oh my gosh. So Nintendo is... Really doing a good job at DLC lately, but they are not doing a good job at communicating that they are doing it and working on it. Mm-hmm. Because I had no clue that, that any of that was happening. So, that's insane. Mm-hmm. I heard there was they're thinking about adding campaign stuff to Mario Tennis, which makes me kind of sad because I That'd be cool. traded it in oh, because bummer. I beat it and I figured... If I'm going to play it against you, we can just do it on the same console. Yeah, that's so true. So I, I traded point. it in when I got Smash and got Smash for like five bucks. Yeah. Because I got that limited edition controller, baby. Yeah, so, it's a nice controller. Yeah. I'm all about the pro controller. Yeah. So. Um, so it's kind of crazy to me looking back that these two games were the next games I played back to back. All right, I'm here. Persona 5, and then God of War. Yeah, so you played two really long games. Yeah, uh, it's... And it's not even that they're long. It's just that, like, the incredible quality. It, listening to the our predictions last year, uh, I remember someone talking about how excited they were for God of War, and then I... You could hear my voice in the background going, like, I don't care about God of War. And then <laughs> it it is probably... Um, as you recall from our... Um, Game Awards. I predicted that it was going to win Game of the Year, which it did, uh, and you know, deservedly so. That is an incredible game, and one that I, I don't want to say it was a big surprise, um, because it didn't really come out of nowhere, and and it's weird that all of the. I remember having a conversation with a guy at GameStop about it because I was talking about the all the the bad stuff that you had to say about it, and he was like <laughs> genuinely confused and concerned. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that was that was a really good game, and and coming off of Persona Five, which was just absolutely incredible, um, it's and that was that was like middle of the year. Um, yeah, that came out. I can't remember when God of War came out. It had to be, and it had to be before E three. I mean, uh, so I want to say about God of War that that game is one that I have changed my mind on. So. Mm-hmm. I, I have not changed my mind on the story. I still feel that the story is not that good. I don't know if it's... <laughs> so I was reading... I was listening to Kotaku Split Screen today, and um, Maddie Myers is now a uh, main host on there, mm-hmm. along with Jason and Kirk. And she said that she doesn't like dad games because of her memories and dealings with her dad. So mm-hmm. maybe it's some psychological thing. It could be. For me. I because I hate that. Last of Us. Yeah. And I... Another game that I played for the first I, time this year. I was not huge on God of War for the story. And she hates Last of Us. <laughs> and, and so... Um, not that I have, like, negative dad feelings. But we'll, that's a whole other yeah, thing. They are complicated. So, yeah. And... 
I really love the gameplay of God of War. The oh, yeah. combat it's was so. I was watching a video of it the other day, and it it was so weird because it stirred up this emotion in me that I was like, "Man, I'd really like to fight in that game again." Yeah. There, I don't think I've ever played a game that had so much weight in it. Like you could, oh. you could actually feel like you were cleaving into these ice zombies. So it's weird because I feel like, and this is a, a weird game comparison. I feel like Red Dead Redemption Two goes for that weight Mm -hmm. but it doesn't achieve it and god of war i would not know what that kind of weight felt like and i would probably think that oh red dead's perfect at Mm. it if i had not played god of war this year to be honest yeah because you the the way the controller vibrates and how slow you cleave through enemies um and i'm assuming that people know that this is the the one this is one of the biggest surprises for me was god of war was the moment uh the small spoilers skip like 15 seconds ahead if you're really yeah going about it but the moment you got the uh blades of chaos the blades of chaos yeah that was crazy i was very happy about that yeah it's a very it's an emotional moment even for me having never played the original God of Wars. Like, because they do such a good job. I know as much as you dislike the story, they did a really good job, like, providing that emotional weight to, uh, like, you know, Kratos' inner demons. God of War And outer April. demons. But, man, yeah, I, I'm i excited to see where that story goes. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering what they're going to do. Part of me still wishes that it was the old gameplay but we're getting a Devil May Cry 5, so that will sate... Yeah, that's basically God of War. That will play. sate my thirst. Yep. Um, and maybe I'll play Bayonetta 3. If you remember from earlier in the year, I loved Bayonetta 1, but Bayonetta 2 did not do it for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So maybe I'll buy. I'll, maybe I'll pick up 3. But maybe. So you talked about The Last of Us. That was a game that I finally played this year. Um, it was surprising how how glowing I was about it at the time. Cause like in hindsight, that is not as, uh, and I know this is blasphemy, but it's not as impressive of a game to me in hindsight. Like it didn't, there were, there were quite a few games this year that had like a very like palpable impact on my, on, on me as a gamer. And that just wasn't one of them, even though I liked it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, Chris, Andrea, Bryce, swear by that game but i just it never it never reached me the way it reached a lot of my friends so but it's a good game i'm excited for the second one even though i'm not exactly sure what it's going to be uh we know what it's going to be it's going to be a tomb raider type game oh yeah (laughs) well i mean so that's that's i'm more confused about how that is going to happen yeah um the next big game for me was definitely a way out uh we you you talked a lot about we talked a lot about um, that about co-op games, and this was this was one that I played with my roommate at the time, um, and we did it all in one sitting, and it was that was um, such a big surprise for me that game and how just an incredible experience it was. Um, now it probably wouldn't have been as good had we not binged through the entire game in one sitting, um, but it's it was a an experience um, unlike anything that you can find today and it was more uh, akin to like the old days of of kind of split screen gaming 
where games were designed to be played in one room together. Um, and so that was really cool for me. Yeah, it's... I really want to play that game. Marianne is going to be listening to this because she always does. Um, and so I need to play that with her. Mm-hmm. Sit down and, you know, go through the story because it deserves to be gone through. Yep. Very surprised it wasn't nominated for more this year at the Game yeah. Awards. Yeah, I was so. really hoping, like, as I know God of War won Best Game Direction and it was, and I completely agree with it, uh, A Way Out was also, was probably I was more emotionally hoping it would win just because, you know, it's, uh, God of War was very unique in the way it was presented, but so was A Way Out. Yeah. Um, one of the games I do want to bring up, probably my favorite multiplayer game I played this year, um, and you loathe that I talked about it, but I really enjoyed getting, and I still play it casually, much more casually than I used to. I actually enjoy watching it as an eSport more now. But League of Legends, I started playing that this year. And Seth <laughs> angrily listened to me talk about it every week oh, yeah. that I was playing it. But it it's really a game that it's very interesting the way it grows and changes and how responsive the developers are with like different patch updates and stuff. Turns out some of them are uh, raging women haters, which is kind of sad, but they did get rid of them, so that's good. Yeah. So, so I I really didn't keep up with that news story too much <laughs> until like a week ago, and I was like, oh lord, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a fun game. I know Seth will never play it. Mobas are a a weird category that I never thought I'd get see myself get into, but. A couple of my friends talked me into it, and when you're you're playing with all five, like a, a full squad of five, and you know everyone, it can be a fun time. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably my favorite multiplayer game this year. Yeah, if I mean besides like Destiny, yeah. which we played together. Yeah, Destiny. It, <laughs> Destiny took Destiny Forsaken took up a lot of oh our airtime this yeah. year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's because uh, it a lot of our hours, but we talked about it a lot. That maybe. Maybe more than we talked about Smash. Yeah, I mean, so it's weird because I did want to talk about Destiny more this episode. Uh, just because the dawning thing is happening right now. And mm-hmm. I'm, you make cookies out of the dead parts of people. Gross. Which is nuts. But it's really fun. And I've been trying to get Seth to get back into Destiny because he's been playing other stuff. Well, unfortunately, my Xbox is in Orlando. So. Yeah. And he's here, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. But it's it's really fun to play. It's a, it's still really good. Gambit, uh, I'm so excited for that next DLC to yeah. where they put a lot of new things into Gambit. Yeah, that and... might be. I mean, I I every time I go back, I still enjoy playing it. And every time I play any other first person shooter, it the the way the game feels is always compared against Destiny. And it's because, not as good. Yeah, it's so weird that they. Got the gunplay so right mm-hmm. in Destiny. Yeah. And they nailed it again in Destiny 2. They didn't have to change that much. But, like, even when I went back... Because this past year, I um, I, we, I talked about it briefly, but I played some of the Halo Master Chief collection. And I... The gunplay doesn't even feel that good in Halo. Yeah. Like, they just figured it out. They did. It's so crazy. All those years, <laughs> fine-tuning... With with Halo, they 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 locked it down. Man, so then of course we later on in the year, 
Um, I don't know what you played next, but looking at the list of yeah, games it that was, came out. It was a while. There was a, a big gap um, until Forsaken came out where there wasn't a lot of big stuff. and then But then we were hit with Spider-Man. Yeah. Which was also... Uh, it was huge. Um, yeah. Was, I, I knew that that game was going to be big for me. Yeah. And I... I, I, uh, it's so weird to talk about because I still feel like I've gone back and listened to our episode where we did a spoiler episode on it and I still don't feel like I said the right things. As much as I was anticipating this game, there's no way I could have known how much I was going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It was definitely an experience where I went in with high expectations and then my expectations were still kind of shattered. Yeah. And it was so phenomenal. I I couldn't tweet at Insomniac enough or any of the developers to <laughs> thank them because the the writing, the the storytelling, um the voice acting. The voice it's just all Yeah, everything in it was just beyond amazing. I've been aching to play it again. But Zach, who's hopefully listening to this, has my PS4 still, and I'm <laughs> being a good brother by letting uh, him hold on to it so he can play the DLC once it all comes out. The next DLC comes out tomorrow, actually, mm -hmm. and so hopefully he'll speed through that and yeah, I can get using, it. Using that Raimi suit. Yeah. You know, it's that needs to be in it. And it's there was a really good tweet thread about it today. If you follow Game Over Greggy or whatever... Um, go look at his tweet thread, but they've been working on the suit for a long time and the fans just got impatient and really rude. And it's, it's very frustrating. And I'm glad that he pointed out, cause I know that a lot of people can get down about gaming culture. Um, but pointing out that this is a vocal minority, uh, and that they don't represent a majority of gamers that are patient and mm -hmm. normal people. So jerks with a twitter handle can do anything yep so yeah the so this is one that actually it's surprising how much it has stuck with me since um but delta rune chapter one which released uh on halloween yeah um, i was like it was actually like I, when i was trying to when i was thinking of like my list of like what i think were the best games i played it it's strange how much that kept coming back to me and, and it's only like you know it's a couple hours long experience um but i just really enjoyed it and i am very much looking forward to the rest of that it's, whenever it happens it's so insane the cosmic timing of delta rune because if you go back and listen to the episode mm -hmm. it came out as i beat yeah, undertale. As you beat undertale and so you were able to talk about delta rune which i sadly haven't played yet still but you were talking about it while I was talking about Undertale. Yeah. Which a weird really seems on. like it was planned out, but that game was announced with like one day's notice. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't planned out. Yep. And Undertale, I mean, we I can talk about its music all day. Marianne already wants the Undertale music to be in our wedding somehow. <laughs> um, just because it's so calm and relaxing. Uh, yeah. And it's... You know, it's it's definitely a game that's affected me. I told her that she has to play it before we can have it in the wedding because mm -hmm. I want her to know like yeah, the meaning. You gotta, you the gotta music. understand it. Yeah. And what if she goes there and kills everyone though? Oh my gosh, I would be so sad. <laughs> I I don't think she would, but uh, I 
I mean, I don't want to tell her too much before. <laughs> so the, if you're listening to this, skip Marianne. Don't, don't <laughs> listen. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's that game really had an effect on me. I I don't know if I I I just I I don't know if you if you had not liked that game as much as you did, I don't know if I would have given it that much of a shot. Because yeah. it it yeah, doesn't I really, look I really like, harped on you to, to play that game. It doesn't look like a game that I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. But then because the graphics are weird, and not that I, I don't play games with weird graphics, but it was weird, it's very niche looking, and then I ended up loving it. Yeah. So thanks, Toby Fox. Yeah, that's a good game. I appreciate um, all the work you did. And then, of course, uh, I talked a little bit about Dragon Quest already. Um, but then, you know, we come to we're, we come to now. A couple weeks ago, Smash comes out. Um, it's been fun. I actually, I it's hard for me to. I don't think I'm gonna put it on my. It's we're, I'm gonna call it an, an honorable mention in my top five games, um, just because. Uh, I don't know it. I haven't. We haven't. I haven't had a time to review it on the on the show. Uh, it's kind of like the same role that they use at the Game Awards, where you know December games don't really count, and you you want to kind of get rid of the recency bias. Um, but I got to say, one of my most fun experiences of the year has been Smash Bros. Um, the other weekend, I was at a party, and we had like thirteen guys playing Smash Bros. until like four in the morning. Uh, and we were doing like eight player smash and we had tournaments and it was, and then the next day, like we did it at my house in the afternoon. Um, it was insanely fun. Uh, I have a new appreciation for Wii Fit Trainer as a character, uh, (laughs) just because of how much of a meme she became when we were playing. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. I, I wish I had played it with as many people as you have because (laughs) I've only played it with you really. But you know it's it's really fun. I I feel I feel like that's definitely a way where experiences can shape your view of a game mm-hmm. because a lot of my view of it has been just grindy annoyance. Yeah. Because I wanted all the characters and I didn't have anyone to play with. Not that I'm like trying to be ho hum, but I want to play some of the solo mode stuff. I just haven't had time, and I don't know if it's going to be worth it to me. I mean, I, you've played World of Light, so I mean, I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Um, but That'll right be now, on our I'm, next episode. Yeah, right now I'm playing too many things to delve into that. Yeah, and and really, so it's I don't think it's a thing that you need to play. Uh, Smash is it's as good as it is. It's just it's one of those games that you just kind of have on hand. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not a game like god of war that is going to compel you to keep playing at least you know not for people who are not like professional uh smash players yeah who are trying like actively trying to get really good at it um so yeah that's that's about where we are so looking over the list over my list one of the surprising themes for me that i you know i hadn't realized but it was how many like retro games that i played this year like you started the year with with all the kingdom hearts games um, and of course, those were new for me because I I had never played them before. But still, they're very old games. Um, and then we got a. Uh, hold on, I I totally missed this. 
Uh, Hyrule Warriors I played again, which was, you know, it's an older game. Um, I played both Golden Sun games. Uh, you know, both Golden Sun games that matter. I played all the Mega Man X games. I um, put a, a decent amount of time back into Split Second. Um, played through the World Ends with you again. Um, so yeah, that was, that was an interesting uh, a takeaway for me. And another one was how many games I did not finish. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, we yeah, I realize I realize all the time. Yeah, like The Witness is a game that I talked that I really enjoyed when I was talking about it on here and never finished. Um, the The Division I I barely played after uh, starting it. Um, yeah, lots of games that I did not finish, uh, and you know. It's some games just don't grab you. Yeah, and you don't. I don't there's, there's no reason brute forcing through games uh, that you don't like. Yeah, that's one thing I've had to learn is that you can't make yeah. yourself love something. And the biggest, uh, so <laughs> my biggest um, game that I did not finish was Monster Hunter, which I bought and then put in my Xbox and let it install and then never played. Yeah. I re- do you still have it? No, 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 I don't have it. I got rid of that. It's man, yeah, that game, <laughs> that game uh. is one of those ones that if you don't have people to play with, I don't recommend you play it. But that's a whole nother thing yeah. that some people would argue about. Um, so did you did you want to go into a little bit more categorical stuff? Or? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's that was so. That was a year for us. Um. I think that we can go. Well, we'll uh, we'll give you our our top fives. I think. Yeah. Best games. Yeah, that's what that I was going play. for. Uh, yeah. So let's get, let's do it. Uh, who was that guy? Uh, Letterman style. All right. So we'll give you. We'll we'll start from the bottom. We'll start from the bottom. Yeah. So the bottom. I don't want to put it too high, which is maybe weird and me thinking too far ahead. But uh, Fortnite is definitely on there. Huh. I, Seth, I didn't talk about this whole hour, and it was a restraint. Because I have found a, new, a newfound love for this game. <laughs> yeah. Because the, so it's really hard, because it's hard to explain to someone that doesn't have the battle pass. Right. Because the battle pass, and it's, because I sound like Charlie, and it's always sunny. Like, <laughs> But the battle pass adds so many challenges and stuff that the you don't get as a normal player. Mm-hmm. So you get seven new challenges every week, which really adds a goal to hit. It's kind of like in Destiny, yeah. where you know you've got the weekly stuff you've got to do, and so Fortnite does that with challenges. And not all of the challenges are combat based. Some of them are like play the notes on this piano we put into the world for no reason (laughs) so i had to go to certain spots where a piano spawned and jump on the keys in the right order and it would play a song and i'd get credit and it's so weird one of them was like complete a dance off with someone in an abandoned mansion and it's uh, so it's just bonkers yeah and it creates these cool organic moments so that's that's number five that it might be sneaking up on you if you've been listening this whole yep. year, which I have been playing Fortnite this whole year off and on, but I really, I love Christmas stuff. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I, I, had my, I had my first Fortnite game, my first Fortnite win this year. Yeah. I have some, I have some pretty good memories. So my number five is going to be 
Digimon story, Cyber Sleuth. I was, I was wondering when you were going to bring this game up. Yeah. Uh, so that's a game that I really enjoyed. was a lot longer than I expected it to be. Um, I, got I got really emotionally invested in all those characters. It was really funny. Um, I got emotionally invested in all of the Digimon that I had raised. I still yeah. have... I, I still keep the, um, the game data on my ps4 just because i don't want to delete the digital life forms within um yeah so that's my number five it was really good uh my number four might surprise you because i have not talked about it tonight i did it on purpose also um is the little nightmares on the switch huh really i really enjoyed that game i remember it was it was like pulling teeth getting you to play it because you promised to do it and then you just kept you kept putting it off yeah and I enjoyed it a lot. I bought it when it came on the Switch. And it. I still think it's too much money for what it was. Mm -hmm. That's it's, And I think that's a valid critique. Games don't have to cost $40, especially when it's only like four hours long. Yeah. But it, uh, it definitely is a game that has stuck with me with the weird storytelling it had and the creepy moments. And... You know, having Marianne walk behind me while I was playing it and just see, like, the, uh, like, obese people cooking other, like, weird meats and stuff. And, Ooh, yeah, really yeah. creepy stuff. But I really enjoyed that game. Cool. I know that'll make Andrea happy because she <laughs> loved, that was probably her, one of her games of the year last year. Yeah. Um, which you listened to. But. All right. My number four is Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Low. Well, okay, I mean, uh, out of all, it's number four of all of the games that I've played this year. It's that's still top five is very high, um, and it's only because of the games that are above it that I have to put it at number four. But just a, a fantastic game. I I loved it. Uh, it was it it gave you this feeling. Um, this kind of like adrenaline and this this excitement every time you were playing it and the emotional beats like hit really hard and you just you really cared about these versions of Peter Parker and all of the other characters and it was just fantastic and I am very much looking forward to the next chapter in the story. Nice. Yeah. My number three is something we talked about a lot today, mm -hmm. but it's Celeste. I love Celeste a lot. Yeah. As my number three, you might be able to guess the rest of my list. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, we've, we've talked, I, I've tried to not talk as much about the games that are going to be on this list, but you know. It's hard. It's probably easy to to, to figure out what our, our top lists are going to be. So, so Celeste is number three. Um, and a, it's a, it's a very heavy, heavy weight to put it at number three. Yeah. But, um. I, there is a common theme among my my top three, and I'll bring it up afterwards. But Celeste was very important yeah. to me. All right, so my number three, it's hard for me to put... I think my number three and number two are tied. Uh, I, don't, I can't really... It's hard for me to, to differentiate. Like, they were both very different experiences for me. Um, but I'm going to put at number three, slash tied for number two, is God of War. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love God of War. It was kind of a not not like a revelation, but it was it was something that 
you know, going into the year, I was not really anticipating, like, I didn't really have any interest in, and it, and it turned into one, um, the, probably, I don't know, it's, it's rough, because, like, it's, it's tied with the second one, um, but probably the best game that came out this year, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I absolutely, like, the combat is great. The story, I absolutely love, despite how much you didn't like it. I, um, yeah, it would be in my top five if it wasn't for the story. <laughs> it's so infuriating on a level. Because the, uh, the we talked, we actually, we talked about a lot this year, now that I look back. We talked about gameplay loops a lot. Yeah. That game has a very good gameplay mm-hmm. loop. Yeah. But it's very, just the story. Very satisfying to play. Yeah. And it's funny that in a story-driven game, you will say, if not for the story, I would love this game. Yeah. <laughs> when the story is like... <laughs> The main thing about the game. Yeah, it's so weird that I... It's... Yeah. But yeah, I love... And it, and even outside of the story, I love, like, the world-building stuff. Like, the 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 kind of dilapidated uh, Norse uh, mythology that it drops you into. Which, it was really cool, and it kind of explored those themes and those characters in a way that other media normally does not. Um, so yeah, every, all of that stuff... Uh, came together to create a very, uh, very satisfying experience for me. I also personally wanted more Norse gods, but that's me. I know that that's not the point of the story, but... Right. So my number two is Hollow Knight. It's... Nice. I, I'm telling you, Seth, it, it, it took everything in me for your Christmas gift not to be... <laughs> The so there's a there's a Hollow Knight plush at Best Buy yeah. where it's a Hollow Knight plush and it comes with the eShop. Ah. It comes with the game. <laughs> it took me everything not to buy that for you <laughs> to get you to play this stupid game. Oh, that's funny. Because this game purely it it it's pure gameplay. Mm-hmm. And the the story there's a very deep lore to it. You don't have to look at it at all. It's it's all purely there, and you can assume a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And it's very neat. There's, like, these cool things called the Mantis Lords that are deep enough, and it's the, they've constantly been adding on DLC to it for free. And I need to go back and play some of it because it actually adds more, more difficulty to the game, which is something that Celeste and Hollow Knight share, is a, two games that were highly difficult that I did not back down from this year. Yeah. Which it takes, like I said earlier, it takes a lot for me to do that. And I I really do. I feel like that game is something everyone needs to play. And it's just very special to me. Cool. Uh, so my number two, tie for number three, is uh, Celeste. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was like, there's no real differentiating uh, and... And and those two, like Celeste and God of War, in my mind, they occupy the same position. They were both fantastic. Um, Celeste, uh, it the the farther away I get from it, the more I appreciate how good it was. Um, just an incredible game from front to back. the The story was great. Um, the music was amazing. The levels were just so fun to go through. the The way it challenges you is so rewarding to to finish um i love the game and i wish i i wish there were more of it honestly yeah um i it's there to be honest there's not a lot not that there's not a lot to it 
there's not a lot of levels. Yeah. There's like what eight? Yeah. Something it's, like that. I mean, the levels are they're they're not short. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's just a great game. Uh one that everyone I recommend you play. And it's going to be on Games with Gold for Xbox Live next month. Which is so, insane. So if you have that, you have no excuse not to play the game. Exactly. Um also one of the few one of the games this year that tackled mental health in a very graceful way. Yeah. Um 2018 was kind of a year that did that Mm -hmm. and a hellblade was yeah a big game uh there were there were yeah there were some other indie games that that had stuff like that in them not that i wanted to try it from the top five yeah great great year for if you have mental health things um (laughs) if you have mental health problems it was a great year for you (laughs) no it's not a great year but it's it's kind of like enlightening and it's kind of nice Uh, to see other characters going through anxieties and stuff yeah because i'm telling you um if i was doing a podcast in front of uh our listenership it would not be as smooth as it is now no or even in like a casual crowd i yeah so my number one let's hear it number one is spider-man of Um, course all my top three are platformers in some way Mm -hmm. i the storytelling in spider-man really hit um a new level for me there's a point in the middle of the game i don't think it's spoilers at this point um especially because everyone knows miles morales miles morales story where um he loses his dad that took me uh to like a different level on that game i i didn't expect i don't know why i didn't expect it but for that to happen in the game Mm. it like it it got me invested on a whole nother level. Yeah. And it it really that game was very special to me. Um and it's it's weird because I don't have I don't think there's many games out there. Not I don't think, I know because I play them, but it's that ex- inspire me to get the collectibles the way Spider-Man did. Yeah. And I cared about every challenge. And I'm excited to get my 100% after I get the game back from Zach. Mm-hmm. I ended it at 90, Ooh. which was painful. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to beat it so that Zach could play it. Because I wanted all of us to talk about it together. Yeah. Because part of my love for Spider-Man is fueled by your brother. Like, I love Spider-Man so much. But I remember the one of the first times I met him and I found out he loves Spider-Man too. That was a real bond mm-hmm. that we shared. And so... I knew when this game was coming out, I have to let him borrow my PS4 to play it. And so, yeah. I mean, it's it's something that I've shared with both of you, which also was a big thing to, you know, be able to talk to you guys and do a full episode this year. And it's I'm excited to see what Insomniac does in the future with it. Yeah. And uh, even see what Sony does in the future with it, because they're... The end of the Spider Verse movie has the suit in it and stuff, and oh, yeah. they're probably gonna work it together somehow. So, yep, it's exciting. It's a good time to be Spider Man fan. Certainly. Yeah. All right, my number one. You can probably guess what it is. It is uh, Persona Five. Yeah. Um. Well, that's I, definitely something I saw coming. Yeah, I wax poetic about it on the podcast. It is. Probably in my top five games I've ever played. Um, in your uh, life? Yeah. Wow. It's, it For me, uh, I, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to a friend of mine about it. And 
it it kind of captured a sort of emotion and experience playing video games that I had not really had um, since like I was like a teenager playing games. Just where ev- there was just this kind of sense of awe and wonder about the game, um, and and I, I and I don't know what it is in particular that that has that made me feel that way um and it, it but it was just uh it was an incredible experience for me um it's crazy that the, the it was a game that i i bought last year on black friday and then it, it it was no it was still nowhere on my radar like uh i thought it was i i chuckled when i was listening to my most anticipated games um and and that whole thing, how I didn't talk about that game at all, um, because I I had no, I, it's it was one of the biggest surprises the way this game just like appealed to me at on every level, um, the music, the story, the characters, the weird monster collection, uh, just the 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 menus, the menus in that game were incredible, um, uh, the 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 visual presentation um was just it was on a whole another level um from other games um and it was just just a an experience unlike any other i have had as an adult playing video games um and i and then to top it all off like the the announcement that joker was going to be in smash oh uh everything like i am uh, I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm tripping over my words because I can't think <laughs> of all of the ways I want to praise this game. But it was, um, just incredible. Uh, I love that game so much. Um, everyone needs to play it, even though it's like a hundred hours long. Um, <laughs> you know, even though you say that, I know you don't listen to as much gaming podcasts as I do. That phrase has been uttered multiple times. <laughs> The it's always thrown out, even though it's a hundred. Perry uh, Schneider, Perry Schneider said it on Nintendo voice chat. Oh, he man. said everyone needs to play Persona Five, even though it's like a hundred hours long. <laughs> and I'm just like hearing you say it made uh, me laugh because I know you don't listen yeah. to them. It's funny. Um, the, the our first podcast this year, we were talking about games, and I said in that podcast, I said something like. Hey developers, stop making games so long. Games yeah, we, don't need that to was be a that big, long. That was a uh, we had a, we had, Yeah, we had a good, big, good discussion about it. And then this year, I played all of these long games that I <laughs> love so much. And um, freaking Persona Five is like a hundred hour game, and I could have put more time into it. Honestly, um, Dragon Quest, which I you know it's not in my top five, but I I did enjoy it. Was like eighty hours long. Um, I am... A lot of long games that I really love, but still. I still think games should be shorter. Um, I Not am, Persona 5, though. I well, have, actually, it could have been shorter. I have resolved that Persona 5 is a game that if it is not announced to be coming to the Switch in the January Direct, then I will probably borrow it from you or buy it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Because it's something... A hundred hour game is a lot easier to digest, not on a console. Right. It's a lot yeah, easier to could, digest. If you could do on, it on the go, yeah, it would be a lot easier. And so I know it has, not that I am not going to be interested in it, but I know that it has a much bigger chance of it sticking with me. Right. If yeah. I have it on the Switch. Yeah, it because it's out. harder to, 
sit in front of a TV for that long. Yeah. When you have like other things in your life. And I've been, I've been, you know, I've been doing a good job. You don't know this, but I've been playing my Switch a lot more on my lunch break. Mm -hmm. So I've been getting around 30 to 40 minutes of gameplay every day that way. Um, which you'll hear about next week, because man, did I play a game that I found out I don't like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's we'll learn about in two weeks. Um, but I want to get to since we've done our top fives, we we've got a little bit of time left here. What's uh, what are we really looking forward to next year? Uh, um, Nintendo's lineup. I am super excited for. Um, we're looking at like. Animal Crossing, which came out of nowhere, that that announcement. Yep. Fire Emblem, which I think is going to be really good. A new Yoshi game, Ugh. which I'm excited about. Right, I want whatever. it to be good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Fire I, Emblem. No, can't, I lost my train of thought. Animal you Crossing totally derailed me with the uh, with Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, I can't even think of these games. There's. There's so much coming out that I'm excited about. And I'm, I'm trying to actually think of games that I'm going to play instead of, say, a bunch of random games that I won't actually care about. Um, you know which one I'm excited about? What? It's coming out early. Uh, we watched a video of it today. But uh, Crackdown 3. Mm. I know that I said that last year, too, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But now that it is definitely coming out, you know. Here's one. Digimon Survive. Yeah, I'm very that's, excited about that. That was a big surprise this year that they're making. They announced that, yeah, this uh, strategy RPG Digimon game. Yeah. Um, and, um, a, and apparently they're also working. It's probably not going to come out, but they're going to they're making another Digimon story game, which I will obviously uh, play. Luigi's Mansion. Very excited for that. Um, really, the Nintendo January Direct. Um, it's gonna be. I'm huge. very excited for it because I I don't know what is going to be in it, but it's I think it's gonna blow my mind. I'm really excited for Devil May Cry Five. Mm-hmm. That comes out literally in January. Yeah, that's a game that Jan- January is gonna wreck me. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I've never played a Devil May Cry game, but just like the freaking motorcycle sword, <laughs> Oni Musha <laughs> HD, Ugh. Devil May Cry Five, Kingdom Hearts. Oh man, Kingdom all Hearts. in January. New Pokemon. New Pokemon Gen. next year. Oh boy. Uh Yeah, it's going to be good. Anthem, I am it's, it's sort of excited about. I want it to be good. It's weird cuz the more I see stuff, the more I get excited. Yeah, but you also you're like I know um, to temper my expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um I did they say that whatever Obsidian is working on is coming out next year? I don't know. No, we don't know. Dang. Well, no, yeah. it probably will not come out next year. Yeah, but it, it, there's a lot. Um, Supposedly, Days Gone will come out next year. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm, I'm not even. I'm you know, going to keep care. up the bit. I'm going to keep up the bit that that game is never coming out. Yeah, it's and I'll be delayed. right. I'll be right. But I'm not even like super interested in that. You know, it's a zombie game. But yeah, there's a lot of 2019 we don't know about. So I'm excited. Gears Five. We do know that's coming. We do know that's coming. And that's another one we could play together if you wanted to. I know you're not huge on the Gears But games. maybe I'll, maybe I'll, like, there's a lot of games that I've not been interested in other games that I've played the most recent iterations of it's, that I've been interested in, that I like. So I, maybe I, I'll give it a try. I kind of want to attribute that to having a gaming podcast. Yeah. Because it's true. forced it, like, you to play games that, because you've never bought a Far Cry before. I, I'm pretty it, sure. I, okay. I bought 
I played the original Far Cry and then Far Cry 3 oh. on, on PC. I'm actually excited. <laughs> this is, Far Cry 2 is on Games with Gold. Yeah. And I've always heard that that is the best Far Cry. Yeah, it's And it's so different. I'm going to play it. I, I've already resolved I'm going to play oh, it. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to need to beat it fast, though, because the rest of January is going to be yeah, packed. Not, not a lot of time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so, it it looks like it's going to be a good another I don't it's so weird like we had this year two like more than two if you count Red Dead like some of the all-time like best re- highest reviewed games that ever came out this year. Right. We've um, had two years of that in a row. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy like you you look back at last year what what came out and then what came out this year um and it's it's hard to imagine that that will happen again next year, but we're sort of in like uh, the golden age of yeah of of these consoles. Um, so who knows? Like that because there's there's obviously like there's going to be stuff that we're not we're not even aware of that's going to come out of nowhere and blow our minds. Yeah, with all the games that a lot of developers have really stuck to the announcing things like four months before it comes yeah. out. We don't even know most of the games that are going to come out next year. Right, yeah. I would bet that a Rocksteady, whatever they're working on, is probably... It's not Superman. Yep. It's probably going to come <laughs> out next year. Um, tons of stuff. Yeah. Whatever it, Retro is working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully Metroid Prime comes out next year. Yeah. We'll see. I'm we'll still see. not... I still don't, I'm still not sure about that one. <laughs> Maybe... It's a lot of hope. Uh I'm anticipating the. I'm very excited for new the the next part of the um, the what is that game? Death Stranding. The Death trailer? Stranding. The Death Stranding trailer video game. I hope it's just trailers forever. <laughs> I know I've said it before, but I'm keeping that going strong. Yeah. I hope it's trailers forever. Uh, um, I hope they show us no gameplay until the game comes out. Yeah. And then there, the game is not a game. It's a movie. <laughs> Um, so we, we appreciate you listening to us do this every week. Yeah. Uh, we, um, it's something that I started because Seth kind of, you moved away to go to college Mm -hmm. and not that we didn't talk, but it kind of forces us to experience some things together and, uh, touch base every week. And I like to play video games with my friends and talk about them. And I hope you like to listen to us talk about video games that we've played even if we talk about you know Mega Man X for 30 minutes and go into a deep history <laughs> or yeah. we bash your favorite game Far Cry 5 um or you know it's there I can't remember what one of our listeners commented on something with red of uh, more red dead hate or uh, something yeah. like that or and we have um, a huge argument about Tomb Raider movie yeah, you know, that was fun this last year. Um, so it's, you know, it's fun. Every year is, is something new in gaming. And we, it, like Seth said, it does feel nice that we are in this sort of golden age right now yeah. of storytelling and people really pushing the medium, uh, really pushing the seams on it, it seems. Well, saying that twice in a row. <laughs> but it's like, uh. we're really on the verge of something and yeah. it's it's interesting and it's it's going to be fun to see where the medium goes and so. it's going to be fun to see where we go as a podcast i think that we have 
really grown from the beginning of this year. And oh my I hope gosh, yeah. that our listeners also think that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm thankful for all of you guys who have uh, joined the ride with us. And hopefully you will continue to listen as we continue to uh, get better at what we're doing. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. It's been a good year. It's been a great year. Adi- uh, see you later, 2018. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>